Question, have your thighs ever rubbed together, creating a rash because of friction? Chafe is no joke, but thanks to Megababe, it's also no problem. Thigh Rescue is the anti-chafe stick made for chafers by chafers. Get Megababe's Thigh Rescue and experience what 10,000 five-star reviewers rave about. Thigh Rescue stops chafe. With one sold every 30 seconds, you better run to megababebeauty.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, now recovering from from that encounter with Woundskin's minions, oh, we decided to go to the safest place I possibly could think of, the city of Talinus. Surely, surely he won't, he won't be able to. Surely you won't be able to, to, to do, do me any problems around here. Anyway, uh, let's just look at the series of adventures. Oh, this one's new. The Gallows. A grim spectacle suddenly turns deadly. Start the adventure. Well, while passing by Harvest Hall, in the southern sector of the city, happen upon a grim spectacle. A large crowd has gathered here, and all eyes are focused upon the gallows erected in front of the hall, upon which stand three men waiting to be hanged. What is Harvest Hall? This grim stone structure serves, such in the southern sector of town, that serves as a courtyard of sort, where the king's magistrates meet out his justice to the condemned. Frequent hangings on on the streets in front of Harvest Hall, while less frequent than in years past, are still not entirely uncommon. Alright. So that's... Well, I don't know if it's dust, the magistrates. I presume that there might, there might be other people involved. But they definitely... These magistrates are... A key part of the justice system, and I presume since this is a feudal monarchy, the king can ultimately decide any the cases. And is the last one, and is the last, and is the ultimate source of appeal, if you're really lucky or persuasive. Like Thomas Blood in our world, who now is a story. He stole the crown jewels. Yes, now, no, I think usually, considering this is Stuart times, which where punishments were getting even more severe than in medieval times, and. The monarchy was quite naturally very, 
very cautious about treat about treason and people rebelling and maintaining their authority you know after the whole civil war and having and king charlie the second having his dad's head chopped off yes right actually you think okay yeah that's death that's death but thomas blood because what he did was he just yeah he's told the crown jewels and then he was brought before the king Okay. <laughs> okay, so what what have you just done? You've just stole the crown jewels. Would you care to explain yourself? And then he, he did. And he explained in apparently a hilarious fashion. In hilarious and well-toned fashion, how he stole the crown jewels. And apparently it was... It was just, apparently he had a persuades a diplomatic skill of a hundred or something. Because he, he got away with it. Not only did he survive, he got a huge estate. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's the kind of thing you might be able to do. <laughs> if you go before the king. Uh, but what's happening here? Looks like these people weren't charismatic enough to get away with their crimes. A white-haired man toting a furled parchment and three city guardsmen mount the steps leading up to the wooden platform and stand in front of the condemned trio. Looking out over the, the gr growing field of spectators, crowd. The scroll is unfurled and the white-haired man reads aloud the list of crimes which the men are being hanged. The literally of how foul deed is near exclusion when suddenly, much so hard of those present, the middle of the three men snaps his bonds and throws the two guardsmen from the platform. Roaming guard draws his sword and steps between the three prisoner and the white-haired man. But the weapon is summarily wrenched from his hand and turned upon him with deadly effect. Only moments later, horrified gas rises at the crowd as the guard's headless corpse topples off the platform. Whitehead man falls back. Whitehead man drops a scroll which he had been reading and falls back. But the free, free prisoner appears to take no notice of him. Instead, he drops the sword as his body begins to shudder and a terrifying transformation comes over him. In mere seconds, his transformation is, is complete. Hideous monstrosity now occupying the spot where the condemned man was stood. It's like nothing you've ever had the displeasure of viewing. Much of the crowd surrounding the gallows turns and flees wildly through the streets as the twelve-foot, blood-red, slime-coated worm with the arms and head of an ogre slivers about on top of the platform. Those brave enough, or perhaps foolish enough, enough to to have remained to witness the transformation of the condemned man turn and bolt when the grotesque creature slides off its wooden perch, begins making its way, making its way towards you. A grand thing to find you so easily, 
grumbles the ogre-head worm creature. As a torrent of bile spills from its wide mouth and down its what slime-covered torso. The master has sent me here to bear news of his intimate rival. To he upon whom his eye has fallen. I am Grubmore, human, and despite all appearances, it is I who look upon a worm. Grubmore, your mind races. Another of the harbingers of Runeskim has found you. And for what purpose? You're being tested. You cannot say. Grubmore, who is Grubmore? Grubmore, the plague bearer. This twelve-foot-long, slime-coated, blood-red worm has the head and arms of an ogre, and a disposition nearly as foul as his sickening appearance. Grubmore is plain plague-bearer because of the arsenal of diseases he will employ upon his enemies, although only at the behest of his master, Woundskin. Let's just hope he doesn't do that, because I don't... I... My restoration skill is only at 47, and I don't think that's not enough to deal with a plague. Hideous immortal abomination slivers towards you, but is suddenly approached by a group of eight city guardsmen. Approaching for the west, the vile creature turns its attention to crouching menace. Seemingly having forgotten about you for a moment. Oh no, they don't. They don't stand a chance. This, this, this is this is this is a mortal monster creature. Seize the opportunity and crack chant Grubmore. Seize the opportunity. You charge Grubmore while his attention is focused on the eight guardsmen. Pick a number. Bonus of a hundred. Twenty from agility. Twenty from luck. And sixty from thievery. What happens? 122. The speed and ferocity of your attack catches Grubmore off guard. The giant, slime-coated, ogre-headed worm snarls as he attempts to counter your assault. I fight Grubmore, but he's surprised. Begin combat. Grubmore wretches and vomits burning green ooze at you. At me, that is. Not at, not at you. You're, you're, you're okay. Acid from your enemy's attacks burns into your into my flesh. Oh dear! Ooh, you're, you're you're very gross. I'm gonna keep hitting you. Yes, and he is slain, but it's not. I don't think it's gonna stick. One hundred and thirty-four XP. Defeated, but still very much alive. The immortal ogre-headed worm retreats towards the gallows. A swirling black portal opens a few yards away, and a repulsive creature stops directly in front of it. The master will deal with you and yours, human. The hour is nearly at hand, growls Grubmore, before slithering into the vortex and disappearing. The portal closes, promptly closes behind him. On the ground, not far from the spot where you engage the immortal harbinger of Woundskin, Discover a small black gem. You pick up the curious object decide to carry it with you. As the people begin to return to the street in front of Harvest Hall, you quietly slip away, not wishing to draw any further attention to yourself. So I've got two small black gems now. 
The encounter with Godmore has served to unnerve you like no other in recent memory. Inexplicably feel certain that somewhere, that something, somewhere has changed. 64 XP to General. Okay, I'm going to West. And now, I've made my way to the city of Port Halleck. Where I have a feeling another confrontation is awaiting. This adventure is an axe to grind. A relatively quiet night in the Stormside Tavern has suddenly erupts in this. Broken only by the evening calls of gulls gathering along the wharf outside. The silence that pervades Stormside Tavern as day gives way to dusk could almost be considered eerie. You're about, about to make your way over and ask to join a group of men engaged in a game of in a game of cards, when one of them leaps up from the chair table and draws a large double-bladed axe, the tall, bow-chested, white-bearded man glances around the common room as if attempting to choose a target. The three others at the table scramble to their feet and attempt to be clear, but a sweeping stroke of his axe neatly removes two of their heads before they even taken a step. The headless bodies of the slain men stumped to, stumped to the floor at the foot of the table. The white-bearded giant of a man west the half of his deadly cleaver lost his, his left shoulder. He frowns as his wild eyes scan the terror-stricken faces of the tavern patrons. You! He wars as he stabs a thick finger in your things. Stabs a thick finger in your direction. He leaps to your feet as you assume a defensive stance. The white-bearded giant starts towards you. His axe still resting casually across his shoulder. The other patrons quickly move out of his path. Pressing themselves up against the walls. Or fleeing out of the front door as he advances across the common room. Suddenly he stops. And you watch in horror as a terrifying transformation comes, up, comes over him. Body shudders, shudders, and his flesh bubbles and churns as it melts away in large chunks. The entire horrifying scene lasts only a few seconds. What is left in its wake sends your heart racing, standing in the middle of the of the floor, with the remnants of its human casing still dripping from its torso. It's a massive, green-scaled reptilian humanoid. Hawking creature's lurid yellow eyes are fixed solely upon him, and its cavernous mouth stretches wide to reveal double rows of razor-sharp silver fangs as it emits a glutteral snarl. A long, barbed tail trails behind the fearsome brute and seems to move almost of its own accord, snaking from left to right across the uneven floor timbers. You! repeats the reptilian creature as it lifts its axe off its shoulder and levels it at you. As you race to hastily determine your next course of action, the reptilian being addresses you in a deep, snarling voice. My master sends his regards, human! He grumbles. His entrance is prepared, and his arrival will be grand! I, Tailsting. Greatest of his harbingers, 
will not stand for its disruption. Okay, who is testing? Oh, oh, there's, there's no, there's no expanded info. Oops, oopsie. The blood, your blood runs cold as you stare into the cold, cruel, cruel, unblinking eyes of yet another mortal servant of wound skin. Telsting stretches the last of his dripping flesh from his face as he stretches his, shakes the last of the dripping, dripping flesh from his face as he stretches his fearsome jaws wide and emits a deafening bellow. Without further delay, the massive lizard man charges at you, his deadly axe clutching a wide arc before him as he thunders across the common room floor. Now, what do I do? I could use illusion, telekinesis, elementalism, or gating. Hmm, I'll go for illusion. Oh, it failed. Having failed at your attempted action, you have little choice but to hold your ground and engage the cruel agent of Woundskin. Tor's tailstick snarls as his barbed tail arcs over his head. It's tip passing within inches of your face as a terrifying reptilian stomps into to melee range. I'm fighting Tailsting. Tailsting grins wickedly as he strikes at you with his barbed tail. Now I go into battle wage. I mean, there's two people he killed. I was probably pretending to be one of their friends when I did it. I'm so angry. You have slain your foe in a fit of rage. One hundred and thirty-five combat experience. The fearsome and immortal harbinger of wounds staggers backwards and retreats to the front door of the tavern, clutching at the wounds that whittle his green-scaled torso. He watches in amazement as his body shudders violently, and the hawking reptilian undergoes a rapid transformation. A matter of seconds, the hooded figure of a bent old man stands in a doorway that Tailstings bolt food only moments before. The field of battle will host our next meeting, what? Growls the old man before turning and swiftly exiting the tavern. Applause erupts from the handful of patrons that remain. And many congratulate you. And, men, and many, including the tavern keeper himself, move up to congratulate and thank you. Those present then set about the grim task of dealing with the carnage left in Telsting's wake. On the floor, near the tavern door, discover a small black gem which you probably pick up. Decide to keep the curious object. Okay. Okay, now, that, that, okay, the first two could be a coincidence, but... And they might have just dropped it, but... Am I, are they, am I being deliberately given these small black gems for reasons? Are they going to be super cursed? They're probably going to be super cursed and somehow end up blowing up in my face. Yes, yes, you know, like that, that one item in the, in, in the secret of Stoneback Hill. Maybe they'll be like that, but maybe they're useful. Maybe they, it's just, just a prize they give me for defeating them in 
one will walk on that. Hmm, I don't know, but... Yes, this is a very... Alright, I'll keep it, let's keep it. The encounter with Tailstick, apart from its obvious terrifying elements, has served to unsettle you in a way that you cannot readily explain. Every vivid detail of the night's events is still foremost amongst your thoughts when you take your leave of Stormside Tavern and step out into the moonlit wharf. Alright, that's 64 XP to General. We're going to West. Going to save. And that's this part done. Now I find my way to the city of Trithic, where once again I have an ominous feeling. As I undertake the adventure, no good deed goes unpunished. Goes unpunished. Your blood boils as you witness a group of common street toughs harassing an old bent woman as she attempts to go about her own business. Start the adventure. Embark on this adventure. While making your way along a busy lane, not far from the city gates, you spot a band of four unruly sweet toughs, harassing people who attempt to move past the top spot they have taken to loitering. Your blood boils, however, when you witness the uncouth group begin to prod and shove a bent elderly woman moving along the side of the street. The old woman tries to counter their cruel antics, but her feeble attempt is met with shrill laughter from the crowdly bunch. Okay, what shall I do to these Wathians? I could use elegating, elementalism, illusion, telekinesis, diplomacy, or unarmed combat. Lots of ways to deal with these little Wathians. Of course, you want to see them all. You'll have to play the game. Because I... You know, I'm, I'm just not going to show you them all. I could, but I'm not. So, unarmed combat. I shall choose that one. You stride over and step between the four, four toughs, the only woman. The apparent leader of the gang curses you and moves to strike you with his hand, but you easily deflect his sloppy blow and quickly collar the young man, sending him face first to the floor, to face first to the street. You assume a defensive stance as he staggers to his feet, but he and his Cree cohorts turn and dash off, dash off along the street. I mean, these are... Okay... Okay, I try, try not to do more crime. Because I'll probably end up fighting you eventually. And you'll get a lot more hurt the next time. So go go, go straight. Try and go straight. You go straight. Try and go straight now. Yeah. Toodles. Toodles. Go, go, go straight. Go straight. Please continue. You suddenly feel a bit more virtuous. You ask the old woman if she is hurt, and she shakes her head in response. You can sense that you deal with unnerved her. Thank you. Something for your trouble, she says, in a wavering voice, as she hands you a strange-looking black coin. You politely refuse the offer, but she, she insists and continues to try to place the coin in your hand. When you refuse a second time, the woman 
responds in a fashion that starts to TAKE IT! She snarls, flashing a fanged, vicious grin as she presses the coin firmly into her hand before you can pull away. Everything goes black. Your eyes fly open. You find yourself standing in the middle of a long, broad alley. You no longer possess the coin that was pressed into your palm. And you begin to wonder how it is you ended up here. And where here it is. When suddenly the old woman steps into view several yards away and bows gracefully. For you got two short hooded figures step out behind her. Both figures simultaneously cast back their cows. And their heart skips, skips two beats. And your eyes fall upon the hideous faces now revealed. Fear spit. And what grip? Oh no, them again! Again, our paths cross, sneers Wolf Glint. She draws his broad bladed axe. But chance played no part in this meeting, I can assure you. The master wishes to test your metal, human. Without another word, Fearsnip snarls and steps forward. Cutting a wide arc with his double-bladed axe. Well, you're up for another ass-whooping? I'm perfectly happy to deliver. Yeah, ooh, Fistic shrieks savagely as he hacks at you, and then lays a particularly brutal stroke for eight damage. And another brutal stroke for twelve damage, and then another brutal stroke for twelve damage. Yes, and then I get into... And then... That gets me into a battle wage, and I finish him off. 134 experience points. Bishop howls in pain and staggers back beyond the range of your blows. His wounds have already begun to heal, when Wookrip leaps forward and lands directly in front of you. You nimbly dodge the first of the goblin's savage axe jokes, for countering with an attack of your own, it's Wokwip the Executioner, who swings his heavy double-bladed axe at me. I keep fighting him. I fight him some more. He did a brutal stroke for 15 damage. But nevertheless, he is slain. But he's not slain. He's immortal. He'll be, he'll be okay. I don't want him to be okay, but he'll be okay. 198 experience points. Blinked profusely and barely able to lift his axe, Wokip falls back out of melee range, joining Fearspick several yards along the alley. Despite their rapidly healing wounds, both goblins seem reluctant to even look at you, much less attempt to engage you again. The old woman steps forward and throws back her tattered hood. She straightens up to assume her full height, which rivals your own. Watching horror, the flesh on her face begins to bubble and melt, dripping and spilling down her front until you find that her stems are hollowed by a socket of a fang skull. Six skeletal arms extend from beneath her ragged attire, the fleshless hand on each tightly gripping a short sword. Woundskin is coming! This is the six-armed skeleton as she stalks along the alleys towards you. It's Curse Blade the Abhorrent! 
Cutlass Blade, the Abhorrent. The savage, six-armed skeletal warrior known as Cursed Blade is among the most cruel of Runescape's harbingers. It's believed that Cursed Blade rules over a dark, devil realm of the undead when she's not engaged upon his master's bidding. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I have to fight Cursed Blade the Abhorrent now. Cursed Blade slashes you with all six blades. And one of them does a brutal stroke for 12 damage. And then another blade comes down and does a brutal stroke for 10 damage. Oh dear. Too many blades. Too many blades. So I'm fair. I only have one blade. But I do have a shield. So, hmm. Who knows. Anyway. She is slain. Or he is slain. Or it is slain. Curse. 262 experience. Curse Blade collapses into a pile of bones at your feet. You watch in horror as the six-armed undead abomination reforms and retreats along the alley to, re to rejoin Fearsip and Watkins. The master found himself a prize! Is his Curse Blade as the swirling black portal opens next to him. Without a word from any, any of the three, they step into a vortex and it closes behind them. Ground at your feet. In the spot the curse plate collapsed, you discover a small black gem. You pick up the curious item, decide to take it with me. You wait, that's four of them now, right? Yeah, I've got four small black gems. Unnerved by the encounter, you quickly make your way out of the alley. And that finishes that encounter. I'm going to rest. And I'm going to save. I'm going to, I'm going to prepare for the next one. Looks like there's still more to come. There's new quest. A helping hand. Six against one doesn't seem quite fair. Maybe you can help even up the odds. Start the adventure. It's nearing dusk when I'm on one of the many small roads leading up to Twithick from the north, happen upon a grim scene. A lone man, moving with a pronounced lip, limp, making what appears to be a life or death stand against a band of six highwaymen. The young, dark-haired, slender man clutches a wood, wood's crude wooden cludgel in his left hand as he firmly plants his feet in the middle of the road. The half-dozen bandits taunt and jeer at the intended targets to torment before moving in to finish him off. At the front of the group of robbers, a particularly large man, his thickly armed muscled arms gripping the hilt of an axe. Stop! 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 Being so noisy, computer. Okay, I can use some skills. I hope you can hear me. Use illusion, gating, or archery. They're all at 30 plus, which I have with a wide margin. Or I can just charge, or I can just Leroy Jenkins right in and just charge. I shall use um, illusion again. Succeeded. 16 XP to illusion. 
the well-crafted illusion of two mounted border rangers approaching from the south serves to produce the desired effect among the highwaymen. Without delay, five of the bandits turn and streak into the forest and are soon lost from sight. The large robber waits until the rangers are nearly on top of him before finally turning and following the footsteps of his fleeing cohorts. When you're certain he's departed for good, you dispel your illusion. The young, dark-haired man whose life you undoubtedly meets you in his shoulder cross and thanks you. You showed up just in time, Fred, he says, eyeing you somewhat wizardly. A wedgie must fancy yourself somewhat of a hero. Pray let me help you reconsider such a flawed notion. The man casually flips his cudgel in his left hand as he steps back and assumes a combative stance. Stunned and puzzled by this unexpected turn of events, you draw yourself into a defensive posture as, as you attempt to size him up. Spare yourself the trouble, he grins, as if having read your mind. I'm more than you ever bargained for, Zoop. So intriguing were the tales spun by my pets. I simply had to set eyes upon you myself. I wish only wish now, upon my immortal soul, that I hadn't bothered with the effort. Oh no. Oh no. Your eyes grow, hands grow ice cold and your heart races as you suddenly realise who it is that stands before you. You had expected a bit more circumstance proceed what you had long assumed would be an inevitable encounter. Yet here, on a lonely road north of Twithick, in the fading light of day, you find yourself three arms lengths away from an immortal gorg, ogre in human guise, who needs no introduction. It, it's Winskin, it's Winskin. I've almost forgotten this wretched place, sneers the young man, leering about the forest, leering about the forest, pressing on either side of the road. I'm suddenly reminded why I abandoned it for so long. But I once knew the name of every world left wailing in my wake. But even my, even if my wisdom knows no bounds, my patience. Patience for such absurd trivia is not without end. For ultimately, they were painfully similar, full of spineless, weak, crawling creatures, not unlike that which presently sits sees fit to insult my eyes. The dark-haired man tosses the wooden cudgel, sending endo end at least a dozen times before catching the weapon practiced ease and levelling at you. Perhaps you expected an ogre suit. So insolent, he snarls. Think that I should have need to reveal my true form to strike terror into the heart of one those spirits so nearly. Clearly quakes in my presence. I think just a small taste of the tower you pine for is in order. Woundskin deceptively maintaining his human guide, takes a step in your direction. Your mind races and you hastily ponder your next course of action. Oh, there's, there's an item I can use. Uh, well, hmm. Maybe those, those gems I've got? 
They'll either make him, they'll either kill him, or make him stronger. They'll do something to him. Small black gems. Okay, let's just see. 16 XP. You hold your small, four small black gems out before you, in clear view of Runeskin. He stops and takes a step back upon seeing the stones clutch tightly in your outstretched hands. Pray, where did you get those? He hisses, his voice more sinister than any sound even the most wicked among men could ever could hope to make. Perhaps there's more to you than meets even my divine eye. You sense that while Woundskin is hesitating sight of stones, the review of what they have bought is at best only temporary. So I can wait and see what he does. I can attack him, or I can do the probably sensible thing and run. Run fast, run long, and don't turn around for a very long time indeed. But not like that probably help. What's his next move? Let's see what that is. Another time then, snarls Woundskim. The guttural sound absurdly out of place as it escapes the lips of his human form. We shall meet on the field of battle, Zoop. For even now my army gathers, where I'll relish grinding your skull beneath my heel. A swirling black portal opens next to him. Next instance he swirls into it. The vortex closes behind him without a sound. Why hasn't he tried to kill me? The sight of those black gems obviously serve to unnerve Woundskin. But you sense that his worry was less about having about you having them than how you came to possess them. This worry you feel that prompted his swift exit. Without further delay, you set off the south towards Twithick, hoping to reach the city while daylight holds out. Despite having come face to face with perhaps the most fearsome being you ever had the misfortune of a meeting, you feel strangely calm as you make your way back to the Witherborn. Almost as if the lingering fear of some eminent but unseen evil was lifted the moment the very evil took form before you. You pray this encounter with the immortal org will be your last. But as you pass through the gates of, of, of Alderstone, a deep sense of urgency, coupled with gnawing fear, begins to well up from within. Your dreams of this night are played with dark, dreadful images. A burning fair village, a thoroughfare littered with corpses, a vast nest, a host of bone and hide, armed with thang and claw, savagely feasting upon those they torn down from behind as they fled. A mighty ogre, wielding a dragon bone club, spiked with the talons of every demon lord to ever draw his ire, and a solitary, desperate prayer unanswered. Okay, 64 XP to general. And with that... You know what? I, I'm going to show you what happens if you actually fight him. It's a, just a bonus. Okay, um... Well, since we're here, let's see... What happens, it's the, back to the bandits, what happens if I use gating? 
Hamilton's dead. In sudden appearance in the middle of the road, out of a swirling black vortex, served to produce the desired effect among the highwaymen. Without delay, five of the bandits turn and streak into forest as soon lost from sight. The large brother stops and glares at you for several moments before turning, slowly turning and following the footsteps of his fleeing cohorts. I'm not supposed to do with magic. I'm going to go straight. You better go straight. And here we are. It's it's the old man is the man is wound skin. It's wound skin. I'm gonna use those gems again. You want to actually see what happens? You just rewind a bit. Okay. Now I'm gonna attack wound skin. Bit of play then, snarls Woundskin, swiping you with his wooden cudgel. I prefer to save you for the battlefield. Oh my. Oh my. It's an 18 plus roll. I'm going to have to use some sort of trick. Yes, the four small, the four, your four small black gem. Blow, grow, glow, bright white, and an arc of black timed lightning surges forward, squarely striking your immortal bow. Woundskin takes 95 damage. Keep, just keep using it. 87 damage. It's my only option. He's too strong. He's too strong. Gotta keep using these small black gems. 77. 75. Oh, and I. Oh, and I, I, I hit him as well. Because my I temporarily got a boost in my melee rating that made him pop, even brought him down to just plus seven. Small black gem. Alright, and one. One go, go. He swipes at you. Mimes at me. Oh, yes, I used the small black gems once more. And he is slain. Yes, and that's, that's the usual. Usually you can only defeat him using it. But, if you put off this quest for a very long time, time, and did lots of other quests first, and maybe bought some packages if you want to wash ahead, you would be able to take him on fairly. But, the overwhelming majority of people won't and can only use those gems. You have slain your foe. Except, of course, you haven't because he's immortal. 266 experience points. Woundskin scaggers back out of your range, visibly shaken by the ferocity of the attack. The immortal ogre, still in human guise, rapidly regains his composure and flashes you a wicked grin. Another time, then, snarls Woundskin. The glottal sound is certainly out of place as he escapes, as it escapes the lips of your human form. We shall meet on the field of battle, Zoop, where I, where I relish grinding your skull beneath my heel. And, he, yeah, and it ends... And it ends as it did last time. And I also get 64 experience to general. 
So that. So now Woundskin has finished his warm-up. The next, the next time he comes, he'll bring an entire army. And I just hope. <laughs> and just hope it's not in your town. Because that town is going to have a very, very bad time. But, and I think it'll be coming very soon. But that will be in another episode. Ta-ta for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.